Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every day for just about 13 minutes or so. Now, that's not a long time, but that does keep us in God's Word. It helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us in touch with God and focused on our souls. Now, you know people who need to change their perspective in life, don't you? Need to change the direction? Probably some within your own family, in fact. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. You may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately end up in heaven for all of eternity. What a great blessing that would be for them, but it would also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind and share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help them to do the right thing, to be in touch with God, to focus on their souls by sharing the short studies with them every day. We're coming toward the end of our study in our line of thought, asking the question, how can I come to the Lord? Well, we've been basing this particular study off of the Lord's invitation, extended in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. When Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus came into this world as the Savior. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke 19.10. He said that himself. The Apostle Paul said the same thing in 1 Timothy 1 and verse 15, when he wrote that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And since all of us are sinners outside of Christ, Romans 3 and verse 23 says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then all of us need forgiveness through our Savior. In fact, sin is the most, the most serious problem facing humanity today and in every generation. Forgiveness is our greatest need. And the most pressing need for everybody in, from that perspective, every single person all throughout the world is to accept the Lord's invitation to come to him for forgiveness, for salvation, for eternal life. Now, how can I come to the Lord? That's the question we've been asking. How can I come to the Lord? He invites all of us to come to him. But how can I do that? There's a lot of confusion out there in the quote-unquote Christian world, and I use that in quotes because I'm using it as a very loose description. Those who believe in God, those who believe in Christ, you hear all kinds of different ways, supposedly, that they will say, well, this is how I came to the Lord. But what does the Bible say? How can I come to the Lord? Well, I must come to the Lord in the way, in the way God has laid out in his plan for my salvation. First, I must come to him in absolute faith, believing with all my heart that he is God's son and my Lord and Savior. I must believe in Jesus, or he said, 
I'll die in my sins. John 8 and verse 24. John the Apostle wrote, I have written these things to those who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, we're told that there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, only through Christ. I must come to him in humble recognition that I am lost in my sin and that I need forgiveness and salvation through him. In other words, I must be ready to admit that I'm a sinner and that I need to repent of my sins. What does that word repent mean again? A change of mind that leads to a change in lifestyle. A change in the direction, in the way that I live my life. Jesus said in Luke 13 and verse 3, Except you repent, you will all likewise perish. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 30, the apostle Paul said that God has commanded that all men everywhere repent. The wages of sin is death. Again, Romans 6 and verse 23. So if I am not forgiven before I die physically, then you can figure out the ultimate eternal consequence, can't you? Eternal condemnation in hell. I must come to my Lord confessing my faith in him as God's son and my Lord and Savior. A lot of people, I'm afraid, kind of miss this particular point. But Jesus himself said, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father in heaven. Matthew 10 and verse 32. And in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, the Apostle Paul wrote that with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, we need to understand that God has laid out some particulars, some points that we need to recognize and follow as the steps, so to speak, of coming to God through Jesus Christ. I need to come to him. I must come to him, believing with all my heart that he is God's son and my Lord and Savior. I must come to him in humble recognition that I am lost in my sin and that I need forgiveness and salvation through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I must be ready to repent of my sins. I must come to him confessing my faith in him as God's son and my Lord and Savior. Now that confession again is not important just for me, but it's important for all of the people around me for them to know where I stand, what my commitment is, that I accept, that I believe in, that I am committed to live my life to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then next, I must come to him in the way that he has prescribed himself, the way that Jesus prescribed that I must follow in order to come to him. When do I ultimately come into Christ? Well, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, the Apostle Paul tells us. He says, do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death? There are a whole lot of people out there who will tell you, you don't have to be baptized to be saved. And yet, 
almost every single one of them would tell you that you really ought to be baptized. <laughs> Why? Well, because the Bible teaches baptism. Well, no, wait a minute. If the Bible teaches baptism, and I ought to be baptized, but I don't have to be baptized in order to be saved, then why do I need to be baptized? Somehow they you know, kind of cloud over that, their line of reasoning. If the Bible says you ought to be baptized, but you don't have to be baptized to be saved, but you ought to be baptized anyway because the Bible says you, you, you should be baptized. See, they are preaching and teaching confusion on the subject. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Now, what does what did the scripture say again? How do I come to the how can I come to the Lord? How can I come into Christ? Paul says we're baptized into Christ. As many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. In Galatians 3, in verses 26 and 27, he wrote again, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. But don't stop there. The very next verse, part of the immediate context as it goes on, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Those two verses, Romans 6 and verse 3, and Galatians 3 and verse 27, are the only two verses in the entire New Testament, the entire New Testament of Christ, that has the phrase, into Christ, preceded by the means of coming into Christ. Those are the only two verses. And in both cases... It says, baptized into Christ. Jesus says, come to me, and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. How do I come into Christ? I have to be baptized into Christ. No wonder then, that on the day that Jesus was ready to ascend back into heaven, he told the apostles to go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. That verse of, those two verses of Scripture are as clear as can be. They're as straightforward as can be. There's no cloudiness in the message that the apostles were supposed, and that's still the message that we're supposed to preach today and teach today as to coming to Christ, as to coming to our Lord. Very clear, very straightforward. You almost have to work at not understanding what it says to end up with it saying in your mind something else. And there are a whole lot of people who have done a lot of work to try to turn it around take it apart, and make it say something other than what it says. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. Easy to understand. Are you ready to accept what that says? We'll talk some more next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much. 
We thank you for giving us your word that teaches us in such clear, straightforward, and easy to understand language how we can come to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for forgiveness and salvation and eternal life. Thank you, Father, for your word. Help us to open our eyes to see the truth and to open our hearts to embrace it and obey it and live by it. All to your glory, Father. Please forgive us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.